This episode of This Black Girl Podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is a super easy app that allows you to create, record, and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer, distribute it so it can be heard across multiple listening platforms, allows you to make money with no minimum listenership, and have everything you need all in one place. Plus, it is absolutely free. So to get started today, just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you? I am fantabulous. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Good. You're fantabulous too. It's a cross between fantastic and fabulous. In case I'm here for it. Good. I'm here Amen. for it. I'm re- I'm open to receiving. <laughs> and I'm open to giving. There you go. And it's vice versa. Amen. Um, well, welcome to this Black Girl Podcast with yes. one part of your host, Miss Ola Miss Lola. And the other part of your host, the lovely Miss Hildiva. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to jump into some topics because the last time you really kind of heard from us together over your earbuds was about the royalty and i know we went on for a a little too long about that we're Mm -hmm. triggered yeah we had to chill out (laughs) we had to take like we just been cooling down this whole time like we had to just come off of that and simmer right down (laughs) right but you already know we had to come to you with more tea Mm -hmm. so um what topic did you want to talk about first i'm gonna give the floor to you okay you know what i am so triggered by this so i want to talk about quavo and soliti's kabapple <sighs> elevator kabapple it's like beyonce jay-z part two all over Not again even, yeah like jay-z and solange part two more like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and it wasn't cute very much so as a preliminary um i guess like um, background. So, Sweetie is a recording artist. Uh, she's a rapper. She also does occasional modeling. Quavo is a member of the group Migos, which is also a rap group. Um, right now, they've been doing like separate, um, their own like music and stuff. But I, I hope they come back because I liked Versace. Versace, Versace. <laughs> it was lit. Um, anyways, Quavo and Sweetie have been together for a few years. Um, they've always been idolized as like that it couple, oh, black love, mm-hmm. goals, and stuff like that. Recently, it came to light that they've separated, that they're broken up. And even more recently, a video, quote unquote, leaked um, about them having an altercation in an elevator. Now, did you actually see the actual video? I did. I did okay. see it. And, um... So I can't really compare it to Jay-Z and Solange because Solange, you know, she handled that ass, (laughs) you know, at least those shins or whatever she did. But um, yeah, so basically in the video, what you see is it's Quavo standing in an elevator like he just came in. Mm -hmm. And then as Sweetie's coming in the elevator, it's like he's dragging her and then separates her from her bag. So I guess... And, and, like, she gets thrown onto the ground of the elevator. And it just doesn't look good. He, like, takes a bag from her. So it looked kind of like he was purposely separating her from something she needed to kind of control her. To make sure, okay, she's going to sit here with me in this elevator. We're going to deal with this. Or maybe there was something in that bag that he didn't want her to see. I don't know. Now, the bag has been actually been identified as a Call of Duty case. 
So, video games, girl. You're not playing. I wish I was. Are you kidding me? I wish I a was. Call of Duty case? Yeah. So, I don't know if the if the actual video game console was in there or not. Um, I don't know if she was taking it away so that he wouldn't leave because the impression people are assuming this altercation happened like in this apartment building was her apartment building. So, um, it is assumed that he was leaving her apartment and she was fighting him to not leave. Oh. And so that's why there was like that the tussle sense. with the okay. bags and stuff. But what a lot of people are agreeing on is like the level of he caused to her um, was excessive. So mm-hmm. like he threw her into the wall in the elevator. I don't know about y'all, but most elevators have like that metal lip Bar, that wraps yeah. around. That shit hurts. Mm-hmm. So like, and she was on the floor. It looked like she was crying. Um, you know, the whole time that it was happening, like he was just like standing there, like, okay, Next like, like yeah. there was no concern. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, both male and female are like WTF, you know? Damn. And like prior to this coming out, she made a statement on Twitter being like, you know, I've endured a lot of pain. Um, there's no gifts that can make up for intimate in like intimacy shared with other women. So we don't know if this man was cheating on her, but like, I'm always triggered when I see physical abuse. Yeah. Like that's unacceptable to me. And especially over a video game. I hope that's, I hope it was like diamond necklaces and shit underneath there that he was fighting. Yeah. And not an actual video game console because like, I'm sorry, like no disrespect, but like, Quavo's rich. Like, if he's buying her working bags and stuff like that, there's no way that you should be, peace, like, throwing a woman over a video game over console. That, exactly. And I feel like it was more an issue of, because, like, now that you gave it that context, yeah. maybe he's more just like, yo, get away from me, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm out of here, get the heck away. Like, and to just, ugh, it's just so disrespectful. And, like, I've had altercations with men in my past, like, um, you know, I, a man I was with for a long time, mm-hmm. and to just be like, you can feel when your relationship crosses that line into a man just not even caring about, about your well being. About your well being, exactly. Like when frustrations get so high to where both of you are just like, you're so frustrated, you're just at your wit's end, and you're just like, F it, I don't even care anymore about mm-hmm. human decency, you know? Yeah. And that's what I felt like I saw in that video. Like, he didn't give a rat, you know? Right. And it's and one quick thing I was going to say, too, is that it's also reminiscent, like, of a lot of celebrities who've had altercations in elevators. Mm-hmm. You know, there was NBA young boy and the 17-year-old right. girlfriend that was calling camera. I, I, I think that was in an elevator, too, right? Mm-hmm. Where, and there was um, that Rick guy, somebody and his wife, where she got, like, slammed. Like, her face... I remember some woman got, like, punched or something. Her face slammed off of the side of that bar you saw her ricochet down there's, there's beyonce and yeah you know solange and jay-z um i wish i could remember who that was though, the there's there's a lot there's mm-hmm. a little too many for comfort in exactly. terms of like that type of and that level of violence is never okay mm-hmm. um like i will at the same time because a lot of people are like oh you can't always instantly defend sweetie when she was the one uh, allegedly initiating the level of violence so like she was mm-hmm. the one throwing punches and stuff and i agree mm-hmm. 
there shouldn't be violence aimed at either person. I like, you know, at men or at women, whatever. Um, like, girl, if he's leaving, let him leave. Like, you icy girl. You you looking for eight figure niggas? You know, like, straight up, <laughs> you know. So up. it's like, I understand when you care about somebody though that. Like you sometimes put your pride aside and you do things that you normally wouldn't do mm-hmm. in order to maintain things. But now it's like it's definitely you can see it's definitely crossed the line in terms of went with them, um, especially with that video because that video is apparently from like months and months ago because mm-hmm. she's moved from that location since. Mm-hmm. So we know that this was an old video that's now coming out. Right. So, you know, somebody was making some good coin shopping that one around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially now TMZ has it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they got a really good, you know. Took their time. So, I, like, it's it's sad that it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but, I don't know. I wish her the best. I wish him the best. When they announced on Twitter that, like, they weren't together... Um, it was heavily implied that he cheated on her. He was saying like, well, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And she was just like, yo, peace, like take care. Like, like it was semi amicable. Like obviously there's little seeds planted in for the public, Mm -hmm. but for the most part it was amicable. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just hope that they both move on from this, that they're both, that they're both good. You know? Sorry. I have to interrupt and say something right now. Yeah. My girl just read my mind. Like, literally, you just <laughs> did a friggin' Professor X mind reading. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm like, look at her. I hope this girl has lotion. Oh, we have lotion. And immediately, immediately, as if she just heard my brain, Lola just passed a, a, a damn container of lotion and just squeezed it on my hand. And answered my inner yearning call. My my soul was screaming for it. I don't know how you knew. I'm sorry. I was looking at my own hands. Oh I'm like, my, my hands God. are pretty ashy. I looked at over at your hands. I'm like, oh, you're going and to I'm too. Here, yeah. So I'm like, let me let me just was, rectify both it was of us right now. Me too. I'm like, God damn, my hands so damn ashy. I'm looking around. Yo, like, that winter, that like, winter she though. Saw winter the panic in my eyes. <laughs> Okay, but back to our story. Oh my God, no, but that's love. That's friendship love. Like when you can read your, your, your bestie's mind, I can't. Okay. Oh my gosh. But like I yeah. said, I hope, th- I wish them the best. I really hope this was a one-off and not a regular occurrence yeah. of them like physically fighting. Like they're both great people on, you know, from what we see, because we obviously don't know them, but mm-hmm. like they're both like decent figures i respect them both i admire them both and it's like you know you want good things for for both black women black men that people aren't forced or feel like they're forced to take a side exactly you know and like you know hats off to them for being able to at least try to amicably end it and not you know drag each other down to the max you know through the mud and drag each other for filth so yeah that's that's nice too and especially with like when domestic violence is involved a lot of people i will say tend to blame the woman like oh well why did she stay you know why is she with him you know if it's so bad why you know so i just wanted to put it out there that when you're dealing with domestic violence a lot of women stay because they feel like they don't have any other option a 
And number one reason is shame. You don't want to admit to people that you're a victim of something. There is this stigma attached to being the the woman or the victim of domestic violence. You feel like, okay, that's telling the world that I was worthless to him and that he was looking at me like I was a piece of garbage. You know what I mean? So you automatically feel like you're labeling yourself as a piece of garbage because of what's happened to you. And you don't realize that, no, it's him. He's the perpetrator. He's the garbage. And you're protecting yourself, right? But right. And, and then women love the guy too, right? So so you want to keep seeing the bright side of it. Yeah, the better right? the better sides you of wanna, certain situations. Correct. Like you're always trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because you remember the honeymoon stage. You remember how long it was so wonderful and great. And I will say one more thing. Yes, I'm gonna, I, I'm going off y'all. Yeah. But as like a woman who has dealt with this before, when you are dealing with a man who, um, you know, an intimate partner, uh, intimate partner violence in general, mm-hmm. you know, when something bad happens, let's say you have a bad argument or whatever, you know, you're so hurt. Like you, you feel like crap and all you want is for someone to come and hold you and say, I love you and make it all better. And, you know, a random guy on the street is not going to do that. Your mom is not going to know to do that. The only person who's ready and willing to do that is your abuser or or the man that's done this to you because he's right. the only guy that knows, oh, no, I just, you know, I just treated her like shit just now. So, you know what I mean? So you want that and then you, you're not going to say no to someone finally licking those wounds for you. You want, you want to feel love again. You know, right. you want to feel better. You don't want to feel like that. So you accept it. You accept the the consolation, even though you know, okay, this might, how long is this going to last, you know? Right, right. But anyway, so just try to give people a perspective on what domestic violence and intimate partner violence or any type of control, um, you know, victims experience. That is the mindset. And I hate hearing, that's why I hate hearing people saying, oh, why'd she stay? Because yeah. it's not her issue. It's not her. It's not her. She's not deciding this, you know? Yeah. She's trying, all she's trying to do is see the best in someone you know, over and over and over. But a lot of people, not a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. people do feel sometimes trapped in a situation Mm -hmm. where they're either be like, Oh, if I go on my own, how can I still afford certain things? Or what if there's kids involved, do I want to have my kids in a broken home? And it's Mm -hmm. like, you have to sometimes think of the bigger picture of like, if I continue perpetuating the cycle, if I keep letting, letting treat, like I, rewarding this person Mm -hmm. by saying like this poor treatment like you'll still be able to come back to me even if you give me this poor treatment it kind of like tells them like what they're doing is okay because because you accept it and go back to it right and that's the thing it it definitely does um like the longer you stay in a cycle the statistics show the worse it's gonna get yeah you know and it's just it's an unfortunate situation on all sides you know but like i just feel like that's when um you know your family members people that see people on the outside you know can help you mm-hmm. um it, it, and it's sad that every not every situation ends nicely like that but yep. the main um takeaway is if you see something say something right because if they think nobody knows and nobody cares then they will stay on top of that you know true sometimes just hearing that you know what girl i noticed that you know he was talking to you rough just now you know like you don't have to say anything but just know that i'm here if you ever need anything you know oh yeah you for sure to, you don't have to get in the business but you could just at least extend a little olive branch that if they ever need to just say I'm not judging I just love you and I just want the best for you and 
I'm always here if you ever need to, you know, leave or you need money or you need something, safety, I am here, you know, no judgment. And, and like, a lot of people don't know who to go to, where to go to, and, like, we, we sometimes have this mindset of, um, like, when you're, when you're saying to people, when you see something, say something, a lot of people turn a blind eye when they see certain situations because they can't bother being involved or they don't Mm want to be involved. Like, when I was younger, I went to a concert. It was an all-ages concert. That's how you know I was, that's how you know I was young. Um, (laughs) but, um, I saw girls who were younger than me, young teens, behind me and my friend. We were, were like, you know, enjoying the concert, whatever, and... We saw these other two girls that were partying, but they were with this really tall old man. And he kind of stood out because they were so different in age mm-hmm. to the point that we thought this man was like one of their fathers. So we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then like this guy was putting her on his shoulders. He was drinking from a flask and like waving mm-hmm. around. And so I got concerned at first for her, her physical safety because I'm like, this guy's obviously drunk having her. And so I said to them, I'm like, do you guys know him? And they're like, oh, no, 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 we don't know him. So I'm like, what? I was immediately, uh, like, concerned because I was like, you're you're letting us sitting on a stranger's shoulders who's drunk mm-hmm. like that? Like, you're dumb, dumb. Like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And so I saw it. I booked it, but I wasn't, nece- like, you know, I didn't know them, so I wasn't too married to the situation, but I kind of kept a small eye out for it because mm-hmm. they were right next to us. Mm-hmm. So we're still enjoying the concert, whatever. Towards the end of the concert now, this guy's trying to creep up on them, like grabbing them, trying to grab them inappropriately, trying to press this one girl for a kiss. Mm -hmm. And she's, you could tell she was very uncomfortable and did not know what to do in the situation because Mm -hmm. like you could tell they were very young and he was very old Mm -hmm. and he was very forceful because he was huge. He was like super tall, like six foot six, broad shoulder, like this big old man. So, like, I at first I said to them, like, I said to him, I was like, look, like, leave her alone. You know? So, at first he let it go and he disappeared. So, then I went back to doing me. Mm-hmm. He came back again. I was trying to grab her again. Wow. And the, her friend who was there wasn't even saying nothing. And the friend who this was happening to, this assault, she was just like, you could tell she just didn't know how to react, what mm-hmm. to do. So I said to him, I'm like, look, I know you were hoping for something, but that's obviously not going to happen. Like, you need to leave her alone. You've been drinking, sir. Like, you need to go home. Mm-hmm. And um, and by that time, they disappeared. They were ghosts, wow, gone, okay? Good. So I guess he realized they were gone by then. He got pissed at me. Mm-hmm. He turned to me and he's like, fuck you. And I'm like, okay. Okay. And then like, and at this point you could tell he was getting agitated. People around me were watching, not saying anything, Mm -hmm. but they were watching. And I was like, okay. And he was like, he got in my face and he like flipped me the bird in my face. And he's like, fuck you nigger. And there was like a swastika on his (gasps) finger. And then that's when I really looked at him and I realized this man's a skinhead. Mm -mm. (laughs) Like this man's a skinhead telling me this in my face. Okay. He went toe to toe with a damn skinhead. Like really. Over and over without knowing it. Right. 
And I looked him down and up or whatever, and, and I saw the finger in my face. Because this man's doing it like this. Like, Fuck you, nigger. Like, like and inch. keeping the finger in my head. Wow. And once he dropped the N-word, everyone was like, Arr! and turned and like, wow. was looking at the situation. And I, I was just looking at him, and I was trying to stay calm. And I was just like, because I looked to see how far the police were. Because police mm-hmm. would always come to outdoor, like, large outdoor events. Mm-hmm. Police was at least... I want to say at least 200 feet away. Oh, gosh. So they weren't close enough that right. something were to happen that they could help right. immediately. Right. Um, so I just kind of looked and I just looked at him and I'm like, that's a nice finger you got there, but it's not going to change the situation. So I think you should really go home. You should have a good day. Good. And then like he realized how stupid he looked, I guess. And he realized the crowd was watching him. So he walked off. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Wow. <laughs> like in, my head, I, in my head, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, my mama didn't lose her child today. <laughs> like, oh, God, right? right? Oh, and then my God. other friend was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And I was like, girl, that was just being blessed. Like, right. I was just like, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. at that point, I was dying. And that's crazy. And, like, one thing you said there, too, the fact that the young girl didn't know how to react. Yeah. It just says so much about consent. Oh, yeah, of course. Because just because a girl doesn't say no doesn't mean that she's not saying no. She's not showing you. She's not refusing you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't always have to say no. Some women laugh while they're saying no. That still means no. Right. (laughs) No. Yeah, no, no, no. That means no because some people, like, and I've done that where I feel so uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't know how to react. That. Like, guys have to understand that women are constantly taught their whole life to be nice, be friendly, be sweet, don't be rude, don't have attitude, don't da-da. So when it's time to actually stand up for yourself and say, no, F you, don't touch me, I yeah. don't like this, a lot of girls are not equipped to do that. But all they remember is be nice, be sweet. So because they- the, here's the thing mm-hmm. is, when, when we're nice... Men, and I want to say this as a generalization because I know mm-hmm. not all men. I want to put that disclaimer out. Yeah. But um, men sometimes, like, if you're nice and you're like, oh, I'm not interested, but thanks, whatever, they'll still pursue you. If you're saying outright, oh, no, I'm not interested, I don't want to be with you, they'll still pursue you. Or oh, yeah. they'll disparage you and be like, oh, well, you're a fucking bitch anyways. Or you're a fucking whore anyways. Oh, I don't want to be with your fat ass anyways. And it's like, dude, like, I'm sorry, like, nobody... I'm sorry, like, I'm not interested. Just because you're interested in me, it doesn't mean that it's mutual. Right. And a lot of women are either disparaged or physically attacked by this lack, like, you know, this lack of response or this lack of, quote-unquote, appreciation. (laughs) I'm going to use the word appreciation, even though it's not. Because, like, like you said, like, a lot of people are uncomfortable because they don't know what to do in this situation. Right. You know, like... Like, yeah, I'm flattered, but I'm sorry. Or I'm not interested. Half half the time, most guys will respect the fact that you have a boyfriend, then respect the fact that you're not interested. Oh, yeah. Because if you tell them, oh, I'm not interested, be like, oh, just give me a chance. What about it? Come on. Let me me just take you out. But if you say... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I already have a boyfriend. I'm uh, like, no thanks. It's more of, it's more of like, I guess in their heads, I am interested, but I'm already spoken correct, for. Correct, correct. And I they're like, single. oh, okay, I respect that. I respect that. But if you're single and you're not interested, why? Exactly. How come you don't want me? Why? Yeah, they, it, it's automatically taken personally. Yes. And the emphasis I was trying to make is more like, 
just be mindful that it's not a personal issue. It's not. A lot of times, it's everything that someone else does has to do with them and not you. You have to realize that. And you have to navigate the world knowing that. So if she's laughing saying no, she's saying no. Just understand that what she's really saying is no. And like... I did hear of a comedian comedian making a joke about that, um, mm-hmm. Bill Burr, and he's like, you know, in this day, in this like day and age, women, you know, women are always giving the right, they're all about women's rights and this and that, and yeah. you know, so you'll tell a, a woman, you know, hey, you'll get you'll get slammed with charges because you know you'll be with her and she'll be like, no, no, <laughs> I don't want to. But in court, when some guy's reading it, he's like, no, no, I don't want to, and he's like, I didn't say it. She didn't say it like that. She didn't yeah. say it like that. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how she said it. She said no. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the part that they have to listen to because, yeah, the tone may seem somewhat inviting, but, uh, like, I always say this to guys who are confused about, like, oh, how come this girl doesn't want to talk to me anymore or doesn't want to do or what? Like, I always remind guys, like, don't don't settle for being settled for. Facts. You should want somebody to want you. Exactly. You know, like, they're, like yes, so true. it may be an ego boost to, like, turn or convince somebody maybe in business if you can turn $50 to $500 that's something to be proud of but to convince like a person who doesn't want you to want you exactly that like that to me like it just makes no sense because like that person's gonna be with you for all the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. guys will will press and convince certain girls and then complain oh this girl just used me oh girls are just are just users they just want me for dates they just do this for this Mm -hmm. are you actually talking to a woman who's genuinely interested in you or are you talking to a girl who you've begged six or seven times to go out with you and she's like fine exactly. I'll go out with you now girl preach, girl, no, preach. I'm, girl, do you know how many conversations <laughs> I have with girlfriends who are like oh my gosh this guy's bugging me like you know what I'm just gonna go for a fucking free food I'm just gonna go just just so that I, I he can pay for this. Oh, I can go like yeah, it's so true. Settling. So many times, yep. so many like I've literally had guys beg me on dates and be like, "Oh, I'll take you shopping. How much do you want to spend?" And I'm like, at this point, I already know I'm not really interested in him, so I'll give him a high ass number to to turn him off. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm not going out with you unless I'm spending seven hundred dollars or seven hundred fifty dollars or more. And he's like, all right, bet. And I'm like. Huh? <laughs> Fuck, I'll go for the free clothes if it's $750. Like, but that doesn't mean I'm interested in you. And it's like, it makes me sad because it's like that time you're spending mm-hmm. on a person who's not in, who's not genuinely about you. You could be spending that time towards being somebody who is. Exactly. Having that quality relationship. Yeah, having that quality. Like, because, like, you know, guys have feelings too. And a lot of people sometimes forget that. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, men have feelings, too. Men have emotions. Men, men, like, anybody in general, whether you're a man, woman, trans, cis, who, who, like, gay, straight, doesn't matter. You want to be desired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unless, like, maybe you're asexual. You're not, you don't care for that, like, romantic feeling or whatnot. But, like, most people in in any type of relationship wants to feel desired. Exactly. Exactly. And I just feel like... Yes, maybe it might be an ego boost if you're if you're desired by somebody who perceives who's perceived as um, desirable by many, and then they're with you. Mm-hmm. That might be an ego boost to some people. But how much of an ego boost is it really if she don't really want you? Exactly. 
if she just is with you for a month or two, melts you for what you're worth, and then goes on to the next nigga and gets married. Gets married, start (laughs) popping out babies. No, I'm just, girl, I've seen that so many times. So funny. Oh my gosh. But when you, speaking of that convincing and and getting someone, you know, Mm -hmm. to convince and, you know, these disguises. That brings us also to Derek Jackson. (gasps) (laughs) Girl, if you... (laughs) Which is our next topic, girl. That man is trifling. That man is terrifying. And, like, I feel so sorry for his wife. Because his mm-hmm. wife is, like, brainwashed to another level. Okay, so let's give our viewers, like, a background of Derek Jackson. And, like, yeah, who so, that is. Yeah. So, Derek Jackson, he's... I don't want to call him an influencer. He's kind of, like, a life coach-ish sort of person. He became... He kind of, like... Um, he's also a YouTuber. He grew his following by, um, you know, sending advice videos to men and women. He has $1.3 million, uh, 1.3 million followers on Instagram. So he's very popular and he likes to preach stuff about self love. He likes to say like, he'll give you advice videos, six reasons why she's not texting you back. Or if you want that quality guy, this is what you need to look for. Like genuine and good advice for building relationships. And so people kind of put him on a platform. Like this is what we want men to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, the concept of black men don't cheat came from him. Mm -hmm. Um, that whole that whole vibe he's been popularized even more so now because he's been shown to be a fraud and or hypocrite because on the gossip youtube uh page tasha k Mm -hmm. it came out that he has not not one but multiple mistresses Mm -mm. and that one of these mistresses is pregnant or was pregnant and then she had an abortion because of the situation Mm-mm. but um people were shocked because it's like some people didn't even realize this man was married and had a whole wife because wow. he never posted her all of that kind of stuff um yeah, yeah ugh, so mixed up at first he said oh my relations with these people happened or this woman one woman at first mm-hmm. happened while him and his wife were separated quote unquote separated. Um, and then it came out afterwards. First it came out that he had one mistress. Then he's like, Oh, me and this person were relate, were seeing each other, spending time during the time me and my wife were separated. I lost God. I lost faith. And this is why I was doing what I was doing. Then it came out. Oh, by the way, you have multiple mistresses. Oh, he tried to go with the one mistress. (laughs) Yes. And Uh then, and then the narrative changed to, Oh, I wasn't treating my wife well, blah, 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 blah. And then it came out that one of the mistresses were pregnant. And then he did this weird video with the wife, who's nobody's really seen until now. And like, he's looking somewhat normal and camera ready. This woman is in like baggy shirt, a bonnet or a hat on her head, sweep to the side, looking so plain Jane. And she's holding her hand, his hand, or he's holding her hand side by side and like trying to convince themselves. I don't know, but like (laughs) convince the situation that like, oh, she was involved. She knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I didn't treat my wife as well, blah, 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 but we're working on a relationship. We're stronger than ever. We're closer to God. Like just trying to convince Mm -hmm. us that like he did this, but it's all weird. Mm -hmm. And then people were, I felt bad because people were ragging on the wife because of how, like, I don't want to say disheveled, but like how 
different she looked compared to him in the video. I'll, sh- mm-hmm. I'll try and show you what they looked like. So, um, there was that. And then it was weird. What, what got people like, wait, hold up. What the fuck is like <sighs> the fact that, um, people were making fun of her in the comments. Why was he making fun of her in the comments too? No. Yeah. Like it was, oh, you him? See? yes. Okay. You see? And the in like you see how the, it looks yeah, so different. Like he looks yeah. somewhat polished and together, and she just looks like, you know. It looks like he had been thinking about that all night. Woke up in the morning and then just grabbed her out of bed and brought her down. Like girl, uh, straight, we straight. Gotta, we gotta save our bag, honey. You know, pretty much. Dang. And then like, um, and then after this came out, one of the mistresses. Or mm-hmm. I don't know if Tasha K is just systematically releasing all of this tea <laughs> right. afterwards. <laughs> but like after that, it came out was that like, oh, my house looks like this. Because this woman was a well-to-do. She was a doctor, whatever one of these mistresses, okay? She's like, oh, the background of a few of his videos with those white columns, that was my house. So then that's how people knew this man's recording videos to say, oh, do you, what, if you cheat on, on your partner, you're no good, you're no this. As he's outside of these side, mm. side chicks' houses. Wow. I'm like, you're wow. sick. And then he came out with a reaction video to his own video with the wife. Stop. Talking about, oh, yeah, she looks uncomfortable there. Or, oh, the, like, and I'm thinking, like, you're sick. It, it, it. <sighs> That's it's narcissist. weird. Yes. Narcissist. Right. That's so that's when people sure. are like, yo, you're like, this man's straight up. Not right. He's yeah. a narcissist. And then the wife now has been putting out videos talking about, you see a bonnet. I see the crown of Christ and oh you see, you see, um, <laughs> a baggy shirt. And this is, this is my, my cloak of protection against, mm-hmm. cause this is a war and blah, blah. And I'm thinking like, like, like going off like bible thumping to the gods like to like so like to the point that i was cringing and i was uncomfortable and i was just Mm -hmm. like a lot of people are like yo what what magic does he have you like how big is his dick for you to be so blind and so his bag his bag maybe his bag bag. like how heavy is your bag bag. it is you know and like she would make comments in her instagram page apparently like disparaging dark-skinned black women saying how she disliked them because they reminded her of all the different mistresses he Mm -hmm. had and that they were all dark-skinned she started resenting her children because as you can see he's a dark-skinned black man so Mm -hmm. i'm sure when they had children the children came out darker than her she started resenting them too and i'm like oh you're not okay that, yeah, like you need okay. you need you need therapy How did or it something come out that she resented her kids like that's crazy. she talked about it on her instagram what? post okay she was talking about on her instagram oh post she was God. saying how like when she found out about one of the girls she was studying them studying like how she dressed how she act how um, oh. girl how she was getting turned on like really oh really uncomfortable oh. stuff you know, like, and that's how you know, like, there's definitely low self-esteem. Yeah. She thought less of yes. herself and she thought, like, to be more desirable to her man, I guess, was to be more like these women mm-hmm. instead of holding him accountable for his actions. Right. Exactly. You know, like, the, 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 um, you know, the, the, 
the whole thing the focus was, was on yeah the focus women. was on these women instead of being on him right exactly. like and the whole situation and like granted we don't scary. know what happened behind the scenes in her life so she probably already you know beat him up crying in the in the room you know screamed drop on the floor did all her stuff maybe and behind she's the scenes better. but it's definitely um yeah it definitely shows that she's got some psychological issues because she probably she has her own inner demons that she's been battling because that Maybe. is a lot and it hurts me to hear that you resent your own kids you know she probably was even dealing with postpartum depression who knows how old the kids are i don't know yeah i don't know but like in that photo of him beside her trying to you know smooth over this whirlwind that he caused yeah he even looks like a politician well it, here's he, it, he doesn't even look genuine the look on his face he, he's holding her hand like you know, it's like yeah, I look you, into his eyes and I say, who are you trying to convince me well, or yourself? Well, the first apology video he did before posting the one with him and his wife, the whole time he's trying to plug his book. Mm-mm. Okay? Wow. And like you can tell he's definitely focused on continuing to make money mm-hmm. off of mm-hmm. this situation, good or bad, and, and stuff like that. And it's just so messed up. But I was going to say like... Maybe like I don't want to speculate, but like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, he's an attractive he looking is man. Fine, yeah, he's fine as hell. He is fine. A lot of women found him very attractive, very desirable. You know, because he's he's this good looking man. He's tall. He's physically fit. And on top of that, he's preaching what we want to hear. Treat your women right. Mm-hmm. Put them on a pedestal. Black women are, are queens. Treat them as such. Don't knock their crowns. Fix their crowns. Like, all, wow. all types of uplifting, beautiful shit. Mm-hmm. And so... And so maybe that 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 low self esteem and that paranoia stems from the fact that like he is a really attractive guy. Like I want to say that he's more attractive than average. Like I don't see Derek sure. Jacksons walking around yeah. here every day. Like yeah. you know. So if you guys haven't seen him, he is a buff, oh, tall glass of hot chocolate. Like he's a dark hot chocolate. Yeah, I was gonna say he's hot cocoa. Dark. Ooh. He's tall. You know, and nice skin, ripped. low cut hair. He's ripped. ripped. Like. He 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 is oh literally God. that like he I guess he he I guess this is part of his branding, mm-hmm. but he tries to look like the perfect package, like anything that a woman would want—a tall, dark-skinned, strong, yep. caring, right. considerate black man. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so so I guess he definitely like, um, I guess plays off of that that sure. ideal or that vision exactly. But, like, exactly. seeing how all of this unfolded, how he's treating cer- certain things, how she's going off. Like, they're both sick. They oh, yeah. both need their own oh, yeah. individual counseling. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if marriage counseling can save their whole thing. Yeah. And, I mean, I can see for the wife, too, like, playing um, the other side that, you know, maybe she was trying to reach out to women and let them know, you know, this is my, my truth. This is what I went through. This is what I've you know done this is what I experienced and trying to just be honest and candid about her feelings mm-hmm. you know I could see that it's just sad that it does kind of um it, it like from this from what I'm hearing it just sounds like she's being manipulated by him or you know or maybe she's um she's in a vulnerable place already you know for whatever reason and it just doesn't it just sounds like she still has, you know, a long way to go, even though they're trying to portray that, you know, we're strong and we're good. She may wake up one day and realize, you know, and, and or end up years from now coming out with what was really going on behind the scenes, right? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a quote 
um, from Charlemagne the God. He's on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. He's been talking about this on The Breakfast Club and on his own podcast, The Brilliant Idiots. Because mm-hmm. um, he's never liked Derek Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, he liked him to a certain point of the whole black men don't cheat and holding... Instead of disparaging black men, at one point he was uplifting them and saying, like, you know, queens and kings. Like, Mm -hmm. putting people on equal levels. But uh, eventually, I guess with time, like, a lot of his narrative had changed to shitting on men. Mm -hmm. So this is what he says. Um, Charlemagne explains how it was only a matter of time before Jackson was exposed. Quoted as saying, he literally shits on men. It's like a level of narcissism where he purposely doesn't try to understand where another man is coming from as if he's never made any mistakes whatsoever. And then he mischaracterizes people as well and does it all for the benefit of his own pocket. So what you're witnessing right now is all of that energy coming back, he says. One entity that you can't fool is God. You can't fool the universe. What you give to the universe, the universe will give back to you. You, the universe knows you're full of shit. The universe knows. You may fool me. You could fool the public. You could fool your wife. But the universe knows, bruh. So when you're out here, when you're out there saying you don't have no sympathy for men who cheat on their wives, guess what you're experiencing right now? No sympathy. Facts. Right? So it said, it also. he also found it unfair that to tell the truth about what he had been doing, he had to drag his wife to the mix and expose her to trolls online quoted as saying you should be ashamed of yourself Derek Jackson um he said as a video of Denia Jackson played of her responding to the criticism about everything from staying in her marriage to her appearance which was like that crazy video I was telling you about Mm. um he's quoted as saying you put her in the line of fire we all know how cruel social media can be we he she had nothing to do with this you're using her as a human shield um, she wasn't there with you when you were cheating, so she shouldn't be there for the apology and the cleanup of all that. You've got to hold yourself accountable. Exactly. <sighs> so, um, and then he also finished by saying, um, Derek going to have to get a job after this. I don't think that there's going to be a lane for him in it. I don't see it in, um, I don't see it for him. I don't see how anybody that's a sound mind can continue to listen to anything he has to say about relationships or otherwise, because the guy is a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Derek Jackson, he's remained quiet online since responding to his own confessional video <laughs> with his wife after attempting to publicly defend her and following his mistress saying that he contacted her after that vi- viral vi- video. So, um, he's, he's after everything, everything's been quiet since then, mm-hmm. which was probably good for him because like. I will say with the internet, like, when things are out of sight, they're out of mind. Right. Um, the only thing that sucks for him is that, like, if he does try to come back into, like, the the digital limelight, Mm -hmm, so to speak, mm -hmm. people are always going to remember this. Exactly. Like, the internet never forgets, unfortunately. They'll be like, oh, do you remember when, like, there's times where people would be, like, for example, Lady Marmalade was trending the other day because (laughs) that song was released 25 years ago. Wow. That made me feel old as fuck. God dang. Or 20 years ago. Sorry. Right, right. But still, that made me feel old as fuck. That makes me feel old. Damn. And and that's another thing. Like, you're immortal now. Like, we have the gift of immortality by internet. Like, anything you post, anything you say, like, this podcast, the moment we upload it, boom, we're we're immortalized, you know? Right. So, 
And anything you do can come back to haunt you. Right. And I have one quick question because before we segue this into someone else who things came back to haunt her. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But one quick question about Derek Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, in your heart of hearts, think he's gonna stop cheating? No, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah. I think the best way for him to pivot um, at this point, if he wants to still use his gifts, is maybe uh, become a fitness guru. Don't, don't talk about relationships no more because yeah. you're a liar. <laughs> um, people are also going to continuously, uh, you know, criticize, question himself mm-hmm. uh, as a person, as, you know, in whatever he does at this point going forward. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, if he does go into fitness, people might be like, are you sure you're actually did this by working out or did you just take steroids? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> people, no, I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised if so people do question his motives. But I think being a health and fitness guru might be his lane to move into and back away from relationships yeah. because you can still have your wife, you can still have your family, you can still have your mistresses. Yeah. People won't be focusing on your relationship if you're talking about health and fitness. Very true. People may question your gains. Right. But they're not going to question your women. Right. That's all right. I have to say. And it also does bring up the the subject of forgiveness in, yeah. in the media. And like, like I want to forgive him. I, I, I think our black men deserve forgiveness too. I deserve to. Like, can you think of anyone who made a big blunder and, you know, was able to come back from that? You know, and I, I always think of Charlie Sheen when you talk about these things because yeah. I saw this guy shot his whole ex-wife or all these things. <laughs> like, you know, he was on drugs. He was yeah. this, He shot his whole ex-wife and like nothing could stop this man. He still came back and had a hit show. All this thing happened. But I him. also think that's because he's white, to be honest. Yeah. Because like, right, put it, because sure. like when I think of like things going wrong and forgiveness and stuff, I think of Chris Brown. When, Chris, mm. when it became public that Chris Brown assaulted um, Rihanna, mm-hmm. all, like he was blackballed and 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 pigeonholed for a very long time, and I still think he is pigeonholed to this day. Really? Because when they think of Chris Brown, they just think of the incident with Rihanna. Rihanna is much I don't want to say a much bigger star, but she is a much bigger star than than mm-hmm. Chris Brown mm-hmm. at this point. Right. Um. So, I I, I honestly think Charlie Sheen got away with what he got away with because he was for a white sure, man. for sure, and that's why I bring up the subject of forgiveness of black men. You yeah. Know? So, you know, I want us to be able to forgive them. You know, I want them to be able to also have that bounce back ability. I think um, so. Our community. I think um, it's possible when they when the full accountability is there. If right. Derek Jackson went on video without his wife and said, like, look. I disrespected this woman, I disrespected this marriage, and I disrespected y'all by taking y'all for idiots, mm-hmm. by telling you it's one mm-hmm. thing, once really another. I was going through this, I was big-headed, I was full of myself, you know, and I was talking to these girls, one of these girls got pregnant, I asked her for an abortion because, like, you know, I am in a marriage, and I'm working on trying to, like, like yeah. people won't like yeah. it, but yeah. people can respect it because right. it's the truth, right? right? Same thing with Chris Brown, like, Chris Brown didn't say nothing about the assault. People try to bring it up to him, and he obviously doesn't want to talk about it, and that's fair. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's never... I don't think he's ever said, like, look, we were going through this. I was upset. I shouldn't have put my hands on this woman. And, like, I'm paying for it up to this day. And I've grown. Like, people just... People won't let him move on because he's never formally addressed and slash apologized for it. Not to say that he owes us an apology. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, he owes Rihanna the apology. Sure. But because he's a public figure, he has to address certain things publicly. You know what I'm right. saying? 
So. Very true. So now on the subject of having <laughs> a past and apologies <laughs> and apologies. Oh my gosh. Uh, we are gonna pass on to our first black bachelor. Yes. What was his name? Um, I'm gonna double check. His name's Mark something, mm-hmm. but um, he oh, yeah. he was definitely known as the first black bachelor. He was um like because as you know the. The Bachelor has been predominantly a white show with white people. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And your token black person or person yeah, color those, those, sprinkled in. To, yeah, they'll sprinkle a few. As one of the, the ladies, you know. Yeah, they'll usually sprinkle a few, like, um, you know, white women or black women and black men depending mm-hmm. on if it's a bachelor or bachelorette mm-hmm. um i can't find it right now but i'll find it later uh so what was kind of notable was the fact that like this bachelor who's the first black bachelor a lot of people were were tuning in because of that fact um the last people i think was like two white women and like a black girl or Two black girls and a white girl. I can't remember the ratio, but it was definitely a lot of people were like, "Oh, go with the black girl, black love." Da, da, da. Like you know, I black think it Twitter was, was two black women and a white woman at the end. I think that's what you I, had told me. I think so, but I can't remember. So right, don't right. don't vouch me on that. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, he chose this white woman named Rachel. His name was Matt James. Sorry, there we go. His name was Matt James. He chose a white woman named Rachel as his final pick, the final rose. Um, and you know, he cared for her. He loved her. Love is love. We're happy to see it, you know, and they went off into the sunset until (laughs) the after show came out and it was the after the rose where he had to disclose that like, after this episode and after I picked her, I'm sorry, but we're not together. And he disclosed the reason why is because this woman was, um, was depicted involved in racist actions specifically going to a plantation party and and as we know plantations historically belonged to white slave owners who would use black slaves to like pick cotton and other stuff and farming and things of that nature um i don't know why this is still a theme for people in the south but um you know Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds were criticized for getting married on a plantation. Mm. Just because people are more woke to the situation. Like, that whole farmhouse look is nice, but it's also rooted in in a lot of racist behavior. So, um, because of this and because of it coming out, Matt James chose to break it off with her. Um, He ideally wants them to work on, you know work on yourself and then maybe we can reevaluate the relationship. She was very hurt obviously by this, but it also is what it is because he felt uncomfortable as a black man entertaining this, knowing that this was your life and you didn't see anything wrong with it. For sure. And plus with all the media scrutiny of him even picking a white woman over black women. And, right. You know, when, when he had the opportunity and I'm sure he already kind of felt like there may be some black backlash, blacklash, literally, <laughs> you could just call it that. And, um, you know, so then to come to, to find that, you know, so to find that out, I'm sure, you know, I could see him feeling a way about it. Right. And a lot of people on the flip side um, may feel that, like, you know, what 
what's wrong with that if it's in their past you know like a lot recently in the media a lot of people um who've done insensitive things to people of color in their past like you know wearing blackface i know in canada our prime minister got criticized because pictures he's been criticized he's still getting criticized he wore blackface to a party and dressed up as like aladdin or something and his face was so brown like yeah. It was a black and white photo, and he disappeared. <laughs> he just had eyes, you know, pretty much. I'm dying. And at some party, he could dress up as Aladdin, and it's like, oh my gosh! And people criticize him to this day about that. And there, there's just a lot of people, like you said, like the plantation wedding and all that. Yeah. Um. So, how do you feel about, um, you know, dating someone or and finding that out? Like, how would that make you feel? Like, I don't. Honestly, and it's funny because I I was in a slight situation like that Mm -hmm. where I was dating somebody long distance. Um, They were in the United States. They were in New York, but specifically was from Georgia. Mm. Um, You know, we would talk all the time, yada, yada, yada. We would, you know, occasionally... um, We would, like, you know, talk on video chat, stuff like that. So I know he wasn't a catfish or anything like Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. But one day I noticed in his room that this man had a Confederate flag hanging like like a poster. (laughs) And, and like, that just made me uncomfortable because if people don't understand where, where the whole Confederacy and the Civil War came from, it was Southerners fighting for their slaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They didn't want black people to be considered people. They wanted them to still be considered property. And right. the North was like, we're a little better than this. Let's not do this. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. um, among other reasons, but like right. that's one of the things that the Southerners in the Civil War did not want to give up. Mm-hmm. So, um, they... They, um, uh, you know, that was the root of it. So whenever I see a Confederate flag and I see people like waving and celebrating it, I immediately get uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it tr- it's a triggering thing. Just the same way that a swastika triggers maybe someone who is Jewish or, right. you know what I mean? Like that flag is a trigger to people um, of color, right? And people right. affected by slavery. So Right, because it, it just... Well, and and also it what it's it's very weird and very odd because like there are white people who will hold racist views and beliefs, mm-hmm. but still be with a black person, still oh, have children course. by them, and they'll use the excuse, oh well, you're not like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's it's so like mm-hmm. I did not want to be put in that box, and that like mm-hmm. that liter- that I've been using the word pigeonholed all day. That's been that pigeonholed that fucking. <laughs> quote unquote relationship into the ground because mm-hmm. seeing that just made me think instantly like oh well I'm not like the rest of them I don't right. like that right. I like I was just like I don't want to be categorized as not like the rest of them because at the end of the day I'm still black if I have a children with you those children are going to be black and yeah. so like I don't want somebody else mistreating my children and then using the excuse oh well my my wife or my, my kid or whatever is so not like true. them I I don't like that exception, that quote unquote exception to the rule that like some people go through. Very true. Makes me incredibly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so like I definitely get where that Matt is coming from and just being like, yeah, I can't do this because a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of people, but there are some people who use that excuse. Oh, you're not like the rest of them. Oh, 
you speak better than than black people. Oh, you're not as black as those people. Oh, you talk like a white person. Like those microaggressions. Exactly. And like like back in the day, I used to kind of use those for validation of assimilation. Mm-hmm. But like now, whenever I hear people say that, I'm like, oh, you're racist. You're just right. racist light. Just, don't kill me. And another thing too, you don't want to be someone's um, fetish, you know? Mm-mm. Like... I could understand him feeling like I don't like did you come on the show to win money and you just end up with a black man or whatever for a little while to try it out you know mm-hmm. or, or for clout or whatever for clout exactly to get the 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 media attention or whatever yeah um or you know are you on here really to find love you know why because I'm sure they knew who they were gonna be the bachelorette for ahead of time you know what right I mean? so for you to have gone to a plantation party and to decide, you know, let me just figure, I roll the dice and go here, yeah. you know, in this type of research nation that we live now. Every, right. Everything is research. Like, for sure. They will find it. If you took a doo-doo way back when you were five and, you know, right. they will find it, you know? And the thing is, people using the excuse, oh, but this was 10 years ago, but this was 15 years ago. I'm sorry, but like, we're grown now. We're in our 30s. These are stories not about girls that are in their six, in their teens. Mm-hmm. These are women that, and like stories about people who are in their 20s, in their 30s. We, like millennials are that generation of people who had that first access to Google, Ask right. Jeeves, and all of that internet stuff, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All of these so, engines, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so it's just like, um, we had access to information before it being just a free giveaway thing that people now, like Generation X now has. Correct. You know, so it's like to use that excuse, I didn't know any better. Bitch, you could have Googled it. Google's been around forever at this point. Right, right. So so it's kind of like when you see certain things that are like, oh, let's go to a plantation party. If, if, If your spidey sense is like, oh, that sounds wrong. That sounds a little weird. Do a couple Google searches. Oh, Oh, that's what's implying. And if you're really not about that life, mm-hmm. you wouldn't go. Right. And and it also does add, beg the question of culture. Because if it's... Because just like the Southern culture is to, you know, yield their Confederate flag. That's normal to them. Yeah. Some of them are raised waving this flag, not knowing, you know, why we do this. We just... Because they, they think it's their ancestors paying homage to their ancestors. Yeah. Right? And it's like you're paying homage to racism. <laughs> like, like, to racists. And though. to hate. You have to recognize that, yes, they were your ancestors, but they were also not perfect. You know, they were right. racists. So, you know, going to a plantation party may be something that's so normalized down there that this is, is just like us going to a baby shower when someone's pregnant. You know? It's yeah. Like, okay, yeah. It's, it's, which is fucked. It's just, right? So it's really messed up, but it's like, how do you deal with that? And I, I can understand him not wanting to stay in that because what other crap does your family hide that I don't know about? That's part no, of the No, for sure. Well, and, and that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? Because it's like... You don't want to be that exception to the rule. Oh, you're not like those other thugs mm-hmm. we see on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not. You're not like those other insert racist Gone. stereotype. <laughs> right. Like like we always see, and it's like, and that's why I call it racism light because those are the same people that will say I'm not racist. Right. But still hold you, um, hold you next to certain stereotypes and be like, oh, you're not like. This stereotype, that stereotype, this stereotype, that stereotype, but you're also black. Right. And it also leads me to the 
like anti-Asian hate too that's going on right now. Oh my God, so that's yeah. That's gonna be our next topic for our next uh, podcast. But we gotta wrap this one up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tune into our next one. We're gonna talk about the anti-Asian hate that's going on. An old woman who managed to kick some booty hole <laughs> to, to you know defend herself against a racist person who was victimizing her. Yeah. And uh, all of that, see how y'all. So thank you for tuning in. Absolutely, I am your girl Ola Miss Lopa, and I am your other girl the Hill Diva. Make sure you listen to us on all different streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Overcast, YouTube, and everything in between. Amen. And don't forget to hit us up on our Instagram, which is at This Black Girl Podcast. We also have our individual Instagrams. Mine is at the T H E Hill Diva. And mine is at Ola.miss.lola. All right, have a good one. Holla back. Take care. Bye. Bye.